Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Mogwa's Taste and Men. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. When the gray hair is dead, Mogwa will eat his heart. Before he dies, Mogwa will put his children under the knife so the gray hair will know his seed is wiped out forever. Cue the theme song. Do not call myself subject to much at all. They'd rather eat and make love with their faces than fight. I ain't your scout. I'm sure ain't no damn militia. That's his right time. Alright, it's 1992. It's a wonderful year for movies, mostly because there was Michael Mann's epic colonial times drama, The Man in the Woods. No, wait, sorry, it's The Last of the Mohicans. Uh, we got our our man with the nickname that no one else gave him but us, DDL, Daniel Day-Lewis, Madeline Stowe, some other faces that you would recognize along the way, but no one really more so than those two. Is DDL ours? I have no idea. I've never heard anyone it. call him DDL. I think well, that's who, probably insulting for one of the finest person? actors. No, fuck that. Who's the, f- <laughs> who's the one who started DDL? With one of you guys? This guy. Yeah. It was Brent? Uh, I believe nice, so. Right. Am I, I taking know, credit for sure. something, John? I don't think I don't. I don't remember honestly. I I've like used I it, but I don't know if it was the first time. All right, well, that's it. cool. We I'm got just going to take it. I'm absorbing it. No, you should take it. it. So that's another uh, coin phrase for uh, hold up. We got speed bumps. We got Humpty Dumpty, and now we got DDL. There you go, and we got Dick Donner. Oh Dick yeah, Joe Connor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Dick big Donner. Dick Donner. Not John. <laughs> oh, is it Big Dick Donner? I don't Cameron, know. I've heard. Not Connor. That was Cameron. <laughs> what? That's J- right. Jimmy James Cameron? Oh, yeah. Yep. Jimmy Jojo. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> in Last of the Mohicans, um, we have the Mohicans? British fighting the French in, I don't know, the mid 1700s, let's say. Uh, and there's some clashes, and there's some. Uh, um, indigenous people involved in it. And basically we have this guy named Hawkeye who travels with his dad, who is a Mohican, uh, and his brother, uh, who is the son of the dad. He's adopted uh, though. Jingach Cook is the dad. What I mean, is got, what is that DDL's name in this? Uh, he's Nathaniel Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye is, is Hawkeye, right. Okay, so Hawkeye's the adopted son of what's his name? Yeah, Jingach Cook. Jingach Cook. Okay. Fucking yep. I can't. Uh, you, you even pronounce that like you know what you're saying. And his brother. I know, I've seen do you this know what his brother? Do you know what his quite brother's a few name times. is? What the dad's <laughs> name? No, no, his brother. You said Jingach. The other, it's, the other it's one. It's Uncas or something. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Uncas. Okay. Yeah. Never. He's never really played up too much as a character. So I this. thought that the hunting in the beginning of this movie, where they shows them hunting the deer and they are like running after it. Are running sideways to flank it was very cool when I saw it the first time a couple of weeks or months ago. But then I got, I think it got mocked uh, this last time around. It was was not everyone as impressed as me. I feel I like, really like it that. was not uh, the way that you hunt. 
Um, it's, it's might not be an accurate depiction, but it's a it's a it was a nineteen ninety two. I like, like I like the regard. I like everything movie. after they shoot the deer. Yeah, like they show the regard for the animal, and there's like that whole um, they like you know that the animals treated with respect stuff. That stuff's great. It's yeah, the stuff where they're running through the forest with a rifle to fucking shoot a deer on the full run. Which I I understand that he's as good with a gun as they're saying he is, and he can hit something on the run. There's people that can do that. That's fine. But running at a deer to try to fucking shoot it, fuck that through forest. I got no. I got the sense that that Jingachkirk was driving the animal, and that these two um, Uncas and and Hawkeye were like going to a rally point where they knew that the deer would would go. But it looked, I don't know, it kind of looked like they came up perpendicular to it. So from the side. So I don't know. I, I definitely lost a sense of the strategy they were deploying or employing to get to the deer. But yeah. also like super cool to see these dudes just fucking hum and run and like at the peak of physique, like these guys would be running for like a couple of miles through a wooded area with those rifles and like then the fact that they did then take the deer down, you know, in a not completely unbelievable way. So Brent hunts. Um, in, in case people were wondering why he's, he's, he has that opinion, um, on things. I think it, it was it, what the way he explained it when we were watching the movie, I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. If you were driving an animal, the people who you're driving the animal to are usually posted up. So you're like, you're like, go over there and sit. And there's like a lane that you're trying to drive them through. And I can believe that there looked like a little tree clearing there, right. That maybe you could yep. be using, um, but you don't run to that spot. Like you don't go like, okay, I'm going to fucking drive them that way. And you got to run full blast to get to the zone. (laughs) You got three minutes. Yeah. It's just (laughs) that, that part of it doesn't work for me. Everything else. It's, it is exciting and it's not a fucking, yeah, that's what they're trying to do with the music and uh, the way it was shot and stuff. They're definitely trying to make hunting because the way you're describing hunting sounds incredibly boring. And they, I'm sure they knew that you can stalk an animal, but the second you run at a deer, they're, Gone. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I'm just yeah. saying, they're, they're, that, they're he, Michael Mann was definitely trying to make the opening like an action-packed like affair. So yeah, yeah. Like, well, what it does do really well is is give us the, the main character and his and his little unit because as Brent said, like they they get to the respect for the animal and um, the way they kind of finish out that whole scene. It just really tells you everything you need to know about those characters. Um, they're, they're like basically on the, on the verge of wild frontiersmen. Um, oh yeah. It's even great. though they've I been, really they've been educated, they're smart. Like we learned later that, you know, Hawkeye and his brother were, were in school for a while and, and, you know, learned, learned how to speak good English and still have their own, um, native language. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's it's like really good to set up the characters in a in a very short a period of time, and it's like fun. It's really fun to watch. It's it definitely it is exciting to have credits going. Yeah, over and they're not, and it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. It establishes also that they're they're not savages. They're um, at least Hawkeye is a bit of an educated guy. He's not when when uh, they first meet the uh, the English and stuff. I think the female character uh, Madeline Stowe is it. Yes. She she kind of treats him like he's some kind of savage or whatever, but she quickly realizes that he's he's like a very sensitive, educated soul or whatever. However, they're portraying Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, their um their relationship in this is a really interesting take on it. Um, uh, on on a, on people falling in love and kind of like a wild and crazy, a wild and crazy time and place. Like 
one thing I try and remember back in this time is um, certain people of a certain class of society who like lived, you know, if they were in America, they're in like Boston, New York type area and, and where these people were supposed to be was a, a lot more rugged. So um, like she would not be used to at all a man like Hawkeye talking to her in the way that that he does. She'd be used to like saying something and people like snap to and go get it done even if she's not like a commanding person, that's just how like people would react to a woman of her stature. And he's just like, you're a fucking drag, like (laughs) shut your face. So until like she realizes, um, until she realizes after that they leave the farm and he's like really firm on leaving them as they are, because he doesn't want any to be obvious that they were even there. Like it's for the safety of the group. Uh, but she takes him as cold hearted. As soon as she comes around to believing that, then she like, instantly like falls for him when she realizes he's something different and it's like so obvious that it's happening um it's the like, line it's nice it's very the, direct the scene where she with the scene where she does say that he's callous and heartless and stuff and he turns around he's like quite a ways ahead of her and he stops when she says that thinking he's gonna keep walking and he turns around and starts walking t- right towards her like staring at her that's when she's like i'm gonna fuck this dude for sure <laughs> and then he comes over because you see it look on her face is like terror but excitement and then he just walks up to her and he says they weren't strangers and they stay where they lay and he yeah. turns around and he walks away like you can never never overstate how good daniel day lewis is oh yeah he's the best like yeah. it, there's just no question like he he uh he trained with like a, a a marine i believe a colonel um former marine like in in like wilderness living and no he, he trained like, with a wilderness guy that like yeah, actually like, lives in the wilderness and, and he wears colonial style clothing he like a frontiersman yeah, yeah. and, and that's he, how like, he dressed lived, he like lived that way too for for a time um so i mean the commitment to it and the way like the handling of the weapons and and there's obviously the scene um, later in the movie when he's running on the ridge and he's like reloading his rifle on the run and it doesn't like do a full, you know, no cutaway showing him get it done. But the fact that he could like look as deft as he did for what he was doing. Um, I think they it, said he learned really how, to, to how to actually he could do it if he if, yeah. if he had to. I got the sense he could too. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I think they said he could. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it's nuts. Uh, it's ridiculous. So Loading like, a it, musket he, on the run is crazy. You yeah. never, you never think for a second that he's like acting, that he's anyone other than that guy. It's. I wonder what it'd be like to act with a person like that who's so completely the character, and like people would like switch off in the middle of scenes, and he'd probably go running back in and hunting a deer in between sets. I get that impression. Oh, yeah. Like I've heard his wife talk about him being home, and she's like in bed with whatever character he's doing, like. It's um, it's a fucking interesting way to go, man. To be that immersed, like Jim Carrey and uh, what's it, Man on the Moon. Yeah, if you live yeah. that, I mean, am I off here? You guys like all of a sudden gone? No, no, I'm thinking about it actually in my head. Like it, it's it seems really weird, but it's an. It, you're right. If if doing that can lead to uh, being on screen with a character like this, then why isn't everyone doing it, right? It just seems a little crazy to get that much into it for a role. A lot of people can pull off fine characters with like very little preparation. We get like Pacino playing in the movie where he's reading his lines um, behind the podium while Dustin Hoffman was preparing for like weeks memorizing lines. Is a is a story I'm recalling from um, 
what was that movie about the boys in the in the school or in the in the prison with Brad Pitt and those other guys Jason oh Patrick. yeah yeah uh, I know what you're talking about I can't remember the name though where they where they go to jail yeah anyway uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's, um, you never doubt Hawkeye and his character in this. And it really like, it, it never lets the movie down and how his character is like, he's solid all the way through. Um, and Madeline Stowe does really well too. Um, you believe like every bit of the, every bit of the, when they're falling for each other and stuff. And there's, t- there's so much going on around them. There's not even much time. This movie moves along really quickly. Yeah, it doesn't, it chug. does. But given the given the movie, like this type of movie, I feel like is normally a lot longer, just by nature of like like it's a serious big drama, like with good actors and stuff. Like they usually don't waste the opportunity to make these things long. But this yeah, one being like, true. what's it, an hour fifty? Yeah, yeah, it's just under two hours. So under two I, hours, so man, that's fucking great for me. I it is. It's a great time, especially consider like this movie never takes a break, right? Like even in the what you'd call the down times, which are when there's not crazy like graphic full on action happening on screen. Um, it's then like the relationships, right? The conversations people are having, and so whether it is um, Hawkeye talking to the other militia that like their homes had been attacked and slaughtered and the characters that we had met in the family and spent a little bit enough time there that you, you feel it when 10 minutes later they go back um, and they're killed. So yeah, it, it just, it gets so much packed in, in this, in this amount of time. Um, I, I heard um, from what I was checking up on this movie that the first cut was like around three hours and the studio forced him to do a cut that he, that he, he didn't like and if you find this online right now it's the you know the director's cut or whatever it's just some slight slight editing and a bit more a bit more to it but there was apparently a a huge um sub story around Cora's sister um I forgot her name um anyway you Alice isn't it yeah Alice Monroe, the daughter. I heard there was a huge sub story around her that never made it through. And so like one thing that I would, that what's that was her sub story, the love story with the brother. I'm guessing it must've been cause that's the one part of the movie that seemed weird. And I, I feel like if it was intentional for you to have so little lead up to them, like kind of falling in love, I guess maybe, uh, I figure you could have used, you could have shot better scenes. It, it felt like they were like, they had to edit that part of the story way down. And we just, I didn't get enough of that there for them to be so obviously in love that it was, you know, his, his death that caused her to, to take the leap of faith at the end there. So if it still is very impactful and emotional and, and who'd want to get, you know, taken by Mogwa and his band for God knows what. So you know, that she jumped off was amazing, but, um, you know, you could tell he was into her, but all you really get is one leering scene where he's like creepily looking at her while she's walking through the woods. And then later on, she's like walking at the, um, at the waterfall and he grabs her and holds her in. And I don't know, she, they don't look at each other. They don't share a moment there. So no, that's that about feels, all you get, right? That feels like a presumptuous little scene, the way that that's done, because there is no good lead up to that. And when he just grabs her and holds her, it's like it's right after Hawkeye and Cora are like embracing or whatever the fuck. And then they do. It almost looks like he's like, well, if you're doing it, I'm doing it too. Do you know what I mean? 
We're yep. all going to hug a girl here. So yeah. I found that to <laughs> be really fucking weird. Girl. Everyone gets to hug a girl. It's yeah. like, it just felt, white it felt out of place to me. Um, yep. Like John was alluding to, but like it did, it did feel like a problem to me that that wasn't developed more, especially to the level that she's going to kill herself later. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> like that's, that's fucking crazy. He falls off the cliff after yep. like fighting that guy. And then she just like, no questions asked, jumped and would have been rescued five minutes. Not even later. I think yeah. though, I think she jumps cause of the, all of the raping that's going to happen. Not, I think, I mean, I think they, they, enters, they, they, yeah. they, they try to shittily make it about that dude that she knew for like five seconds that they established nothing. Yeah. But also, she could you send it on the wrong direction. If that's your intention, which I think you're probably right, right? Yeah, um, I'm saying I they could have went that I think way. It's not they well should have went that way. Yeah, no, it's not. You're right. They should that, that should have been why she killed herself, not because of what's the guy's name, whatever the brother. Yeah, Uncas. That was that was not earned. That moment was not earned in the movie. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a great way of putting it. We, yeah, so it totally we not wasn't. only needed we not only needed more on their relationship to kill to knock that point of the story home, but we also needed more on Uncas's temper or his his quick to act nature. Why he couldn't wait five more seconds for help at the end? I wouldn't have minded a little push that gave me you know his 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 aggression or his his lack of patience is really what what got him at the end. He just rushes in there to face like you know twenty guys alone. And yeah. the way that all worked out, like it would not, nothing would have been lost if he had waited for everybody. And the three of them had a run in because some of the coolest shit in this movie is at the end when uh, DDL is running and like smoking guys with dual muskets and then picking up another musket on the fly, but always hanging on to his own. Yeah. Because his weapon, I forget what musket, what it is. Um, I don't want to say it wrong. The deer catcher or something. Hold on. Yeah, it's got like, yeah, it's got a name and and it's like regarded as often as like one of the finest firearms ever built. So we all thought it was pretty cool that he's like not just dropping any musket. He's like always got his own because like that's what he'd be good with. And a little, um, little attentions to detail like that. Now that I'm going to ramble onto this point, Um, like when he's cutting the silk to use in the musket, which he says will get him more distance and um i don't know i'm gonna be pressed to think of a lot more examples but there are oh um you know the way that they're firing cannon and then launching the mortar like they explain all that stuff very well and then they always have that little bit of additional detail with people you know checking their weapons getting them ready um you know i couldn't fault this movie too much either for having um uh like weapons issues like firing too many rounds without reloading there you always see like people reloading struggling with the weapons at hand at this time which were very poor um you see the british soldiers um you know sticking to the the rule of the of the army which is you know stand in line no one does shit until i say and meanwhile they're getting picked off by people from both sides so um that guerrilla warfare really really playing home for the the look and the uh, feel of this movie and the clothing and the and the the cinematography and stuff is all top notch. Oh, I mean, yeah. all yeah. that stuff is like very well done. The casting, there's a lot of great actors in here and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, the action is is some of the best I've seen of a movie of this this era. It's right? great considering uh, the weaponry and stuff. Like muskets oh, aren't yeah. an exciting medium for fucking action warfare generally, right? 
Yeah. Like if you watch the old Civil Wars and stuff, the way they fought with those with that line up and shoot and then everyone fucking stuffs their gun again. Yeah. It doesn't That's why I translate appreciate super it. well normal. They're always fighting. Um, they're always fighting one band or another, right? The Huron or the the Mohawks or, or whoever is in the in those fights. They're um, that's who it's up against. So it's always that total chaos and ambush. There's like the only war that is slow and measured is the 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 Brit uh, Franco war at the fort at Fort William Henry, wherever they're at. Yeah, is it a fort? They're at Fort William Henry, or the or they're at a fort the for sure. Like that thing yeah. has those huge wooden walls and stuff. I'll figure that out. Um, yeah. So like that's the only like measured battle and and it is a slow grind. Um and they explain it. They explain why and what's happening and how and I guess that was <laughs> that was one area I did have a little bit of issue with the weapons is that they were using cannon to attack um the fort obviously and those the the initial cannonballs they were firing are just like lead right they're just they're cannonballs they're not explosives so right. there was a lot of explosions going on um with those cannons and until they started launching those mortars those giant ones in those are the ones that would have made sense and um um they would have been able to really really time those accurately because cannon fuse burns like really predictably so you know th- they could be just using some simple math of the time to say here's our launch angle and we basically want to air burst in the middle of the courtyard and they would just be lobbing those fucking things in. It, it, it's precision. It, it's done really well. Like all of the army, st- all of the war stuff in that regard is done really well. But it's especially exciting in those chaotic moments when when Hawkeye and his his dad and brother are running, and then um, Magua and his band are, are going. And there's just man, it's intense. This movie is really intense. Like they a make- lot of like couple of hatch hatchet chops and then a guy is like keeling over and then he they just take his scalp and it all oh, happens yeah. in the flash of it. it's so well choreographed and a lot of it's cool like you really get a sense of um um it's almost like a i don't want to say a kung fu movie but the choreography is like it's not just wild swings right it's people anticipating and then you can see they're thinking they're like he's gonna go for the high strike i'm gonna block it and then I know from my, you know, excessive training in this fighting that I'm going to like spin around. I'm going to stab this knife in his gut and then I'm going to come around and either trip him and then chop the back of his neck and then move on in an instant. You can see that kind of measured action, especially from Hawkeye as he as they go through and, and from, you know, Jin Gutchcook and, and Uncas as well. So that kind of stuff is particularly exciting to watch because there's a strategy to it that that shows through. Yeah, no, it's they do a really good job of that. I, I love the action in this movie. I think most of it is good. Sometimes you can't see blood when they're hacking at people and stuff, which is fine because it happens so quickly. But it's great. I mean, like, you can't fault the movie for that. No. They, they made like a really, canoe um, chase exciting. How the fuck do you do that? Yeah. yeah. That's a car true, chase, even, yeah, but with even canoes? That was. that was great. Yeah. And, and it, like, I was worried when that scene started because I knew they went over a waterfall but I was like, it's not a massive waterfall, right? This isn't like a stupid movie, go over the huge waterfall and land and everyone's cool or not, you know, at least not dead, which would be ridiculous. But they only go over like a pretty major part of the rapid. And then before they go over the big cliff, they they jump off and they go hide. So like that all works. Um, I was reading as well that the 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 waterfall stuff was a very, very late addition to the movie. So I don't know what happened, but I think 
uh, all of us saw that there was just um, a change in, in the way the movie looked and felt around that time. Like they had early in the movie, they, they do some what appears to be day day for night scenes or at least shots of that are supposed to be at night. And although the, the lighting, there's always a crazy spotlight in the distance that's reflecting off people's sweaty faces from different angles. But so it's a super bright sky. But for the most part, the, the stuff at night looks really good. It's not like uh, point break day for night where you can see the sun reflecting off. The there water. was just, some bad day for night. So but, so but later on, there was that's what I was saying around the waterfall. Then there's like some shots of the waterfall and it like look it, it looks I don't know, cartoonish or animated or like from 1980s. But, do you, but do you guys have any, but do you guys have any like major issues with the storytelling up until they get to the fort? Or is everything the first, like, like Fort William for you Harry, guys? The first fort you mean? Yeah. Where they go to the, where they go to the big fort battle and they bring the women in and all that stuff. And yeah, I don't think so. And like all of the exchanges no. that go on in the prison about like that guy lying about what they found and then, her doing saying seditious things she's like then i'm seditious yeah it it, no i don't have a huge problem with any of that stuff i think it i think it it whips along good yeah i do Um, too the killing of the family at the start was a real uh like it really gets you going right It, it gets you involved in the story quicker um than than a lot of movies do because they're not exactly main characters but you just all you needed to know was that like the, the soldiers went away to be in the militia based on the fact that they could come back and protect their families. And then their families start getting slaughtered and the, and the leadership at the British fort says, so I don't give a shit. Like, no, like that's a nice little underlying tension that, that just like drives off a whole bunch of other, other parts of the movie. So there's that plus the the main story and then the love story that's developing um, so there's, there's lots going on and, and it comes together really quite well until they get to the fort. I mean, okay. So here's something when they get to the fort and they go see the Colonel and he's all like, what are you doing here? Girls? I fucking said Stewie. <laughs> Why wouldn't he have just turned right to Hawkeye and said, how did you get them in here? Like, can you get them back out right now? Like, this is not the place to be. And also I feel like somebody that might've been guards the better on that door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, they it looks like the, to me they they got over on the boat and then they skip over a bunch and it just shows them coming running up from the from the lake or the river with with men from the fort with fucking torches or whatever. So obviously someone saw them coming in and they're like, "Where his daughters?" and then they're like, "Get him inside" or whatever. But yeah, you're totally right. Her, his father, their father would have just said, "Fucking go, leave now." Yeah, and like we're fucked. Well, he yeah. even tells them they're fucked. Why yeah. do you go there in the first place? Like, why doesn't Hawkeye or anybody else even suggest not going to the fort? Yeah, yeah like they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't go there. Once they get close enough to hearing the cannon fire, and then they make visual contact at the carnage happening, they're like, "We can get in there, no problem." With the There's- ladies, yes, in their finest. It's it's that part's kind of ridiculous because there's enough explosions to illuminate the night. So <laughs> let's discuss second plans, right? Let's hide Plus, out at that fucking cabin where everyone's dead. That seems like a safer place than yeah. the exploding fort. We're we're using rational thought here. Let's try and remember that this would have been, you know, in the British army at that time, it would have been like these are our orders. We're we're doing this. But these guys so, are, well, yeah, it's not they, their they orders, may not have it? known. 
Well, that's where they were going, and and Hawkeye could have committed to getting them there or not. And maybe maybe they just skip over that he was like, well, "This does not look good, Miss." Yeah, well, that Hawkeye, but Hawkeye may, like you just said, not have known how dire the situation was. They they knew that they were fighting and stuff, but maybe the fucking fart was gonna hold until yeah. they get inside, and the father says, "Oh no, we're fucked." They don't. No, the tactical <laughs> situation of what's going on. Yeah, that's right. True. They're just getting them to the. But but like what you said. My thought is, is yeah. this: if I want to get into a box that you're shooting at, I'm gonna wait till you stop shooting at the box. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, it's but it's. I don't feel like it's a big of a speed bump as as in the story. I feel like, like John no, said, I'm it kind of trucks along the there. Movie. It's just no. Look, for being honest about what's great, this is some stuff that's kind of weird. Yeah, it yep. is. No, that's why I'm asking. And uh, I think it is a problem. And there's some other problems that go on inside the fort. No, actually, everything that goes on with the fort, other than him not telling them to get the fuck out of there, I think all of that stuff's okay. Daniel Day-Lewis yep. gets... gets uh, I love the scene where he walks up to her and he, he just stares at her and they don't really say much. And then she's like, what are you looking at? He's like, I'm looking at you, miss. Yeah. And uh, and then he's like, he's just basically being like, we're going to fuck later or whatever. I got to go, yeah. though. Take care of some things. He and smiles <laughs> at her till she smiles. And he's like, we're fucking later. And then he walks out without saying a word. It's so boss. Yeah. And then he walks up to her and just grabs her hand and drags her off behind like a fucking, I don't know what it is, <laughs> a, a gunpowder shack or something. Yeah. And like, That's and then the that was the sexiest place to do it. Yeah. And she's definitely got pregnant. Like, because there's no fucking condoms or anything being used oh, in yeah. the 1700s. So she's yep. having Hawkeye's baby. Could use so, a deer uh, intestine that he shot earlier. Yep. He might have just, like, rolled one of those up. He's like, maybe Cause, later. Because I feel like all of the, I feel like all of the uh, stuff up to that point is okay. And I, I feel like the surrendering and stuff is, is fine. And then they're walking. The, I don't like the stuff with the what's the bad the bad guy's name the uh, Magua. bad uh, Magua. Magua he's Huron yeah, right is he, is he a Huron in his heart he is Huron okay whatever well I just don't yeah I'm just having trouble or he with claims the, to be a Mohawk and then he's like, he Huron. was he was basically kidnapped by Mohawks and we'll raised as one Magua. of theirs and he we'll pretended to be Magua. one and, but in his heart Magua's Huron I just figure like it's easier for me to call them the Mohicans and the Huron because then I don't have to worry about like fucking that shit up so I'll call him the Magua the Huron guy so yeah. that whole thing with him and the French is like not good wait well it's where okay where he like tells the whole story and stuff and he like goes into like details about like one of you guys said something and we couldn't stop laughing because he talks about I think John's gonna do it for the opening. He talks about like how he's going to cut his heart open and then yeah. eat his heart and then take his children under the knife. It's just like so intense and stuff and over the top. It just seemed this time. It's also kind like, of fucking weird because a guy asks him point blank, not too long before this, what is your reasons for doing this? And he's like he's like, Oh, whatever. He like skips by. He doesn't answer it at all. He's like, the, guy's no, like, he, the guy's like, thanks he, for the answer. The guy asks later, him and he says, I'm going to kill him. And then he's yeah. like, huh? And he's like, really? You're going to kill him? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to use heart. Right? And he doesn't, yeah. you're right. He doesn't answer the question. And then they have a whole other scene where Magua throws a fit because the French made peace with the English. Um, and then, then Magua decides That's to tell right. the story of, of uh, why he hates Monroe because he, Monroe is like leading a, a thing that killed Magua's family. Yeah. Um, so so he, wa he wants the guy dead. Trophies. Yeah. 
So, it, I mean, really what needed to happen, because that's the, the second big scene between Magua and the, the French commander is, is pointless. It's yeah, useless totally. Magua could have answered the question at the first time he was asked. And then after the French make peace, like maybe you see Magua like just like looking and sneaking out the back door. It, it doesn't matter that he has any you, confrontation with you the don't French even, commander. You don't even need that. You don't even need any of that. Like you he just, just need attacks. to establish that he's going to kill the gray hair or whatever. And wouldn't it be better if he doesn't say he's going to cut out his heart and he just fucking cuts out his heart? Yeah. And he's already tried to kill his daughters. So, like, when he explains at the end at the fucking bonfire for the ladies that that's what he wants to do and that he's <laughs> given the ladies. It's just, it's <laughs> almost, it's the lady bonfire. It's almost too much over the top bullshit. Like, how many times does he have to say that he's going to kill the gray hair, eat his heart, and kill his daughters? Like, yeah. we're, we're seeing him do those things. We don't, we don't need see him long. Eat it, well, no, which but is we disappointing don't need as far as I'm big, concerned. We yeah. don't need big, long speeches, though. Big, long it, speeches. Because if I'm the French guy and I'm talking to him and I'm the French commander, after that conversation, I'm like, yeah, I don't. Maybe you should just fucking like, I'm never going to speak to you again and completely <laughs> disassociate myself from you. You're a bit of a fucking freak. And I'm not interested in any of this. But instead, he's like, well, whatever happens, happens. And then yeah. he like walks away. It's just like, what? I. That the last fucking, thing you want to do I is make enemies with a guy that just told you he's going to eat another guy's heart and yeah. kill all his kids. <laughs> yeah, you let that guy go do what he's going to do. But that's why like, you just don't need that whole second bit. And it, it actually really detracts because yeah, it gets way comes too preachy. Of it either. But then it also makes it even more disappointing that by the time um, Magua does catch his daughters and he has the chance to fulfill his destiny, he's like, no, nah, we're going to tie you up and take you and... And and put ourselves in the situation where one of you could actually be like released on their own recognizance, right? Yeah, it's just it, it goes against everything that 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 Magua was kind of about up to that point. So I get that he was trying to get back with the Eurons, and so maybe the the I don't know, but it just didn't make sense that that he kept those ladies alive. He was too vicious about it up to then. You're totally right. Uh, yeah, and when that when that chieftain um, guy or the shaman i don't know what he is but i know he's not a chief i think he's a different name for him anyways yeah yeah that guy um when he declares what's going to happen with the girls you're going to take one and and make kids with her so that his seed isn't gone yeah um the other one will die yeah and he like he doesn't once dispute and then when that guy's like i'll volunteer to do it instead and you can let her go with him with hawkeye yeah and he's like okay and then yeah. Magua never even looks upset no. about it. He, I mean, he's, he's upset pissed that he gets in thrown out of the tribe. I think. Well, he's yeah. gonna get have sex with the young one, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." But I, I'm I didn't start know my own that... tribe with hookers and blackjack. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't know that it was Magua's whole goal in life to like get in good standing with Euron, right? Like he he explains that he was faking being a Mohawk for his own benefit, but in his heart is Euron. But it doesn't say like. I need to be taken back in. I can't wait for the day when I can be free. Cause it might've, you know, he's a vicious, a cr cruel motherfucker. He has his own gang and stuff too. Yeah, I don't know what, own... I don't know what, if they're here on or what the fuck. Yeah. I think they're, like, Huron. I think they're badasses for sure. They're like uh, Navy yeah. seals of Hurons. I also feel like everything up till that big battle where, where they're, where they have surrendered and they're allowed to leave the fort and then Magua and his men attack them. 
I feel like everything up to that point is passable. Like any little hiccups and stuff does do not ruin the movie until um, Hawkeye saves his love, and then they go to the canoes and try to go down the stream. And uh, what what's that guy's name who wanted to marry her? Whatever his name is, um, uh, douchey Hay- Hayward, isn't it? Not, yeah. Uh, whatever whatever her her british boyfriend or whatever that all of a sudden he's in a canoe right beside them all of a sudden so what a giant first of all that's a gigantic coincidence secondly the battle was still going on so he abandoned his post like a coward and came and fucking jumped in a boat that makes no sense three like how fucking like the timing on that would have been insane that they were both just showed up at the exact same time yeah, like, none of that made any sense. None of that yeah. made any sense. They just needed to get him there. Yep. So they were fucking lazy about it. And they were just fucking bad writing. So that's the first big, big flaw. Yep. Then they, uh, when they're underneath the waterfall and stuff, that stuff's all okay, I guess. Other than maybe the love story against that with the younger daughter and the younger, the yep. younger Mohawk. That's kind of all bullshit. He just comes out of nowhere again. Yeah. But but after that, when the uh, Huron, our, our Magua, comes and takes them captive, the fact that they can find her and that Huron village and stuff um, by tracking them made no sense either. Uh, that seems super silly. I mean, they established, they established that they were good trackers. And to be fair, Magua had like at least 20 guys with them. Yeah. Maybe, but wouldn't maybe they more. just know where the Huron camp is? And if I he thought knows they're taking them the to the Huron too. camp, they that's, could just go to the fucking camp. Yeah, that's what I that's what I didn't mind. Of course, like it has the tension when it shows them like running uphill and you get more of that, like these guys can do anything because they've already established how what great athletes they are. So I mean it has that drive. It it builds kind of the tension for me. Um but I mean like I also see where you're coming from. They they do make a big deal out of showing that. Because he would have, they would have jumped out of that waterfall and flown downstream, like who knows how far away. But it looks like quite a ways. Yeah, it would have been a long ways. So depending on which direction the Huron camp is, like the fact that they get there in time to stop the women from being torched and stuff and all that crap is crazy. Like you just have to. We always, it's it's just hard sometimes to let that shit go, especially you're, you're talking about frontier land. There's mountains. These people like don't have vehicles or, and they didn't have horses. So like all of that, uh, there's just a bunch of coincidences at the end where everybody shows up like just in the nick of time that doesn't comes off as false. Well, then the last thing that happens that's kind of a letdown is, um, when major Haywood, um, decides to give himself up and let Cora and Nathaniel be together. And how is that acceptable? Yeah, that comes out of nowhere too. But how he, is that acceptable to Chiefy or whatever? Because Chiefy's like, like we're going to kill the seed off except for her. And we're not going to kill the British because we don't want them to be mad at us. And he's like, kill me. I'm a British soldier. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. do that. It's just like, and, wait, that's it goes against everything you just said. I know. So they, they're like, do this. And then it's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, do something else. Yeah, he like, changed his mind, that guy, so, for being the shaman or whatever. He changed his mind like that. Yeah, I feel like there needed to be a bit more for the major's character to earn sacrifice himself. Yeah, yeah wasn't f- earned either. Well, that wasn't earned. It's as, saying as well. it's not earned. I mean, it's it was a super noble act, right? If he really loved Cora, then that's the out thing of nowhere, though. I know it, com- it does. It comes out of nowhere. Like uh, you, everything up to that moment, he like almost had killed Hawkeye like 
20 minutes before. Yeah, so um, why doesn't he just let Hawkeye take her place? And yeah, then he, he could have walked out with the, her. He gets his woman. Yeah. So <laughs> that made that made no sense. He just he just did that because it was nice for the story. Once again, not earned, not yeah. established properly, out of the blue. Uh, See, so, so that writing. that whole segment for me is, is like super disappointing because it brings it brings into a couple of storylines that, um, I don't know. I just don't find particularly satisfying. But then it gets to the whole scene on the ridge, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the they so, save the ending fight scenes for the end for sure. Yeah. And, and they get right back to doing the stuff that I was talking about before with the choreography because uh, Unkes goes in early and he like absolutely smokes a few guys because he's a fierce warrior, right? I loved how they gave him that badassness at the end. Um, yeah, but then but when he goes to when he, I know yeah, when he it goes was to a waste. fight, I feel the same. Ma, like he could have just waited, right? Just wait a minute. But anyway, but he goes in to fight Magua, and he was so in love, though. See, that's why yeah. they tried to set up that love yeah. for the that's younger daughter. Push because and pull. again, though, yeah, because you, you just can't giving me these. You can't keep giving me these scenes without the meat behind it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah like totally. I don't need a lot, but I need would, something. Yeah, one tender moment between them. They I did a good job with uh, Hawkeye and Madeline Stowe's character. That all worked fine. Oh, it worked That's great. Good. That's it worked good. Great. Yeah, but they didn't That's give fast any. And it's super passionate. And, and not a works. lot of words. No, very few words. But they didn't do any of that to establish his him rushing in like a fool because yeah. she was the woman he loved. Yeah. So so it's like he goes in and he does the same thing that uh, Hawkeye had done earlier when when he goes in to attack Magua. Magua blocks him and then wounds him. And then he comes again and Mago gets the next block and wounds him. And, and you know, Uncas has got to know he's over overmatched at that point. But, oh, man, he takes that knife right into, like, his liver or whatever, too. Oh, God, yeah. And then fucking... That's some <laughs> of the most bloody fighting, that one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was. That was some of the most intense. And then That he gets, one and where he kills the guy who's going to kill Madeline Stowe with the axe in the side of the oh head. That shit was bloody and gruesome, too. Yeah. She's just about to get her throat slit and he's running full speed and hatchets dude in the face. And yeah. then, then like two more shots in the head and like down he goes and like one finishing blow. It's absolutely vicious. Did that the not sound. feel a little weird to you guys though? You know the scene in, in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the guy's running and it keeps like running from afar and then it's the person <laughs> and then it's like running from afar and then it's the person. You know, what I mean? yep. it's just the same shot over and over and over. And then all of a sudden he's right in front of him and bam, and he hits him. Yeah. That's like, what yeah! this felt like a little bit. There was a little bit of distance that closed uh, real fast. Yeah. And like, I, I felt like the editing, we, we were around it and watched the editing and the shot of him coming running in, I felt like he was coming so fast that it, it it kind of made up for it. He's coming they, fast. It still strikes me a little bit as like a, oh yeah, I'm there still, all of a sudden, you know? He was also killing motherfuckers on the way in with his fucking crazy double Take fucking moves. with your yeah. explanations. No, it, it's true. No, it's no, true. I'm just saying he, that guy killed <laughs> like three people on the way to Madeline Stowe. Like he wasn't like just pushing dudes out of the way. Yep. He's finishing them off and putting them down. Like that guy's got, you know, he did a lot of work. He yep. puts in the work for sure. He does. He, but so then, yeah, so the brother dies. He gets killed. Yeah, and the and grand, the father dude. runs around the corner right at that second to see his son tossed over the edge. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, and then, then Madeline Stowe comes around to see her sister taking a dive. Instantly, yeah. yeah. It's so weird that everybody gets to witness the person they love the most dying, like, 
like like they as soon as they are inside of it they're like dead dead yeah Yeah. that was weird i can't help but think of these scenes and say something we had not said before but the music in this movie is just awesome that's amazing And at the moment on the ridge it's like doing all this crazy swelling and and long drawn out notes and um where where alice throws herself off it's just like well that's a sad sad thing because the music and the imagery of alice uh committing suicide jumping off the cliff is beautiful yeah and the music is gorgeous and it's in that he shot that in a really high frame rate so it was slow and slow motion and stuff and she looks beautiful with the sun where the sun is coming in and stuff but they once again it's just not earned it just it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense yeah yep because she must have also known if that guy was there that hawkeye and john what's his name the father jingach cook couldn't be that far behind right no, they it's were, not like they were so they slow. Were, the rest I mean, of like, the movie, she they run knows and those guys are coming. If if fucking he was there, she knows they're coming. Yeah, I find it's a big problem that that guy jumped the gun with that fight. Yeah, it it bothers me. Like, if I had known him, like I I want. But him if to the do brother well. dies, why can't the why can't the brother just die during the battle? But he doesn't have to die like jump the gun like Brent said. He could just he could they someone just gets well, him or. Because it just puts the finest, the finishing touches on how how much you want Magua dead, and then Jingach Cook comes in, and is there a long drawn out twenty minute lightsaber battle? Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> Magua doesn't even get close to landing a strike. Jingach Cook breaks his bones <laughs> and fucking hammers yeah, him totally, off the edge. Totally true. It's great. It's great. That shot where he hits him right in the fucking back of the elbow when he's yeah. like swinging his arm back. And yeah. the bone just snaps out. Yep. So pleasing. Yeah. So pleasing. And the yeah. look on Magua's face, like the look of defeat before he gets totally smoked. I will. The final backspin hit is it's super slow. Like you'd never yeah, turn your back to the enemy like that. Maybe that but, passed in 1992. But, 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 today. but, but, but I think Magua knows he's finished. He, oh, he he's, does. Yeah. If he tried, if he tries to defend <laughs> himself, or he can't run away, what's he gonna so do? His shoulders call, busted. His bones poking yeah. out of his arm. His, sho- yeah. his shoulder was busted. His hand was busted, and he got smashed in the back with the fucking the. the He's a and, compound the, fracture out of his yeah. arm. Like <laughs> yeah. it's game over, man. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to so fight I think anymore. He just, I think he just stood there and <laughs> took it. I think I think he just took it. I mean. I think I, I think I would just, I, I would wait and just take it. Like yeah, it, the I'm, only I'm, thing he could have done is jumped and and jumped out of the way down the cliff. Maybe. Maybe. I think yeah. you gotta try, but you're probably just like bare food. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're done at that point. I um, mean, just so he doesn't have the pain of the thing hitting him, if he just leaps off the cliff and like. He's like, fuck it. You know, those previous <laughs> two shots, he probably he probably wants to die. That's a lot of pain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. just fuck it, just jump. <laughs> Pretty fuck good, it. Jesus. That's and then brutal. and then the whole thing at the end where and I do get a sense there is a weird lingering sense that when that guy says the father Jingang Cook is that right? John? <laughs> no, but I know who you Close. mean. <laughs> when he says uh, that he's the last of the Mohicans, and then uh, and then um, D- DDL's like, yeah. You, you do get a sense that maybe Madeline Stowe should should have that guy's baby. It's weird, but I still get that sense. It does kind of like, so seem is, like the right so thing is to he do. Gonna, I was like, is he going to ask her to fuck him? 
I fuck his dad? Or is the dad going to ask if he can fuck his girlfriend so they can have a baby? I, he should offer. He shouldn't make the dad put himself in such an awkward well, position to have to but ask. He should, he should just be but like. But he should have Madeline, should have, take Madeline Stowe's side and sit, ask her first. You know, it's gentlemanly. No, it's, I mean, like, it's yeah. got to be her idea. Oh, she right should offer. Yeah, she, she should, should offer. offer. I mean, yeah, Jingach Cook doesn't look that old, honestly. He came in and he kicks everybody's ass. So you got, you know, he's like, I don't know, less than fifty. He's like, right she probably there. thought he could probably throw some dick around still. I bet he could. Plus, when she saw him fucking manhandle uh, Magua or whatever, she was probably like, "Wow, he's fucking pretty good for an old man there." <laughs> yeah, like I'll have your fucking kid. Look at you, you're a fucking thoroughbred. Adonis. Killed the man who killed my sister, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Revenge. I, it shouldn't be Although, out of the realm of possibility. But, I mean, we're all talking, like, immediate measure. It's not like Jingach Cook was going to die. Nathaniel could have been like, well, let's go into town. Take care of business, Dad. And just have him fuck oh, anybody. Yeah. Put Here, a baby actually, in anybody. Why are we making this so weird? It's got to be Madeline Stowe. It doesn't. It's a really good point why we all jumped <laughs> to that conclusion. That there's no other women in the world all of a sudden. I guess because well, they're going to be family. But it's because they're just. It's just because they're all standing there on the cliff. It's one guy, <laughs> one woman, and two dudes in the middle of fucking nowhere. They can I guess we all roulette. live here now. They can play like, some roulette, mix it all together, and be like, who knows? I don't know. But they're in the middle of, literally in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? Right? So, like, that's why I think our brains jump to that. Yeah, well, John's brain just jumped to cum milkshake. So, we're all yeah. on different platforms. Here. Well, yeah, I just, you know, yeah, <laughs> just put it in your hand and there you go. <laughs> this doesn't have to be awkward. <laughs> it's already awkward. So, let's let's think then, let's think then about um, all the action that's in this movie. So, we have the hunt at the start. Um, then we've got... The um, the assault on the roadway that yep. brings Cora and her sister to be rescued by Nathaniel. Yeah. Then we have yeah. the the battle at the fort. Then we have the surrender huge battle. Then we have the the fucking chase. Um, the chase on the uh, canoes and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we got like the final battle on the ridge. It's like there's tons of action in this movie. It's yeah, this nonstop. Pretty much action the whole time. Hey. There's no breaks. All gas, no breaks. Just that bullshit where they talk to Hoggle. That uh, that's like, and it's not even a slow point. It's not that the dialogue drags there. It's just that is a dialogue moment instead of the fight moment. And it's also fucking. I also love Hawkeye for helping those guys leave the the fort. Yep. Like what a fucking like. There's no better guy than those three guys than than Hawkeye and fucking Jingutch Cook. Did I say that right? Yes. Fuck Jingutch yeah. Jingutch Cook. Jingutch Cook. Right? Which I'm almost definitely butchering. Uncas. <laughs> Jingutch Cook. Yeah. Now that I I can do it. Yeah, you nailed it. Now those are the three best guys <laughs> in the movie. Like like morally yeah. and just like their quality as men. Yeah. Better, better than everybody, as far as I'm concerned. But does it hold up? Haw Hawkeye says it right. He's not, they're not living by anyone else's leave. Yeah. Who wants to go first on this one? Uh, mm. uh, doesn't matter to me. Paper, rock, scissors worked no, so well last why time. You, I'll why go. Don't you let Brent go. All right. Uh, yeah, it holds up. This movie's really enjoyable to watch. It's good. The acting's good. The music's good. The costume and all that stuff is really good. Um, the few bumps that we poked fun at are just things that you can kind of poke fun at. I mean, they're not they're not huge speed bumps. 
Um, there is some problems. I think that they could have taken that. Like like we said, this movie's like an hour 50. This movie would normally be at least two hours, probably 2.15 or two and a half um, with normal, I think, time lengths for a movie of this nature anyways. But I think you could have taken at least five more minutes and put another scene in there. Like we were talking about one pivotal scene to show Uncas and uh, what's her name? Alice. Yeah, Alice. Um, to show them developing some kind of a uh, relationship. A relationship um, with that kind of gravity. And it could be anything. It could be him standing up for her, protecting her from something. You know, she she cowers in his arms in fear or something like that. Like, even if she, like, embraced him in that in that uh, cave as opposed to him just grabbing her really weirdly. Yeah, and her That, being to like, me, would be something that develops that relationship more. When you show her going to him as opposed to him grabbing, grabbing. Her, Yeah. Right? And she looks it upset, changes. right? She's ha- yeah. having an upset moment because of the impossibility of everything. And he grabs her and pulls her close. And I just, I couldn't see, like, a smile on her face, comfort, love. I didn't see any of that. I just see her being like... Ah, yeah, yeah, and I and I I mean I also really liked in this movie how everyone is just men, right? Yeah, it's it's men from different factions, but it's really just everyone has their own self interest and they're pursuing that, right? It it's yeah I I like yeah they especially they got to get that frontier attitude there, right? Living by no one else's leave, all fending for yourself, and you'd make some tight like tight knit um relationships around where you were living and if you were up in frontier land you were going to run into the indigenous people there and uh, like reasonably like you'd be able to set up some some pretty um um mutually beneficial arrangements for like little low level trade right we have some vegetables we're growing would you guys like some bring us some meat like all good let's play some field hockey together and uh like ride horses and do other things and learn from each other right like like sharing the land not not the not the large scale invading and just like stopping over whatever you want no you develop friendships and i imagine there was probably a bunch of that back then um that's obviously not the narrative that ever gets spun or that's told in the history books or whatever but um i'm sure that that existed probably not as common as you'd like but i like that nature of it anyways that that's something that i like about the movie was that there was like just a very interactive nature between everybody and it was just this battle of factions and and everyone had their own their own objective and they were pursuing that and fucking whatever but no the movie's good man daniel day lewis what the fuck you ever done a bad movie in his life i don't know this was his like oh actually yeah gangs new york oh yeah um, he had like done indie movies up to this point. This was his first big Hollywood blockbuster. John, What's are it? you going to go next? Um, sure. Or if you that's want me a- to go? Well, I'm I'm very interested in what you have to say. So uh, I'm fucking so on the fence with this one. That's what I figured. I just feel like there's so much bad writing at the end, and like nothing is earned, and nothing seems believable. Like the the them running into the major and him sacrificing himself. Like, I feel like they just cheated. I feel like there's so much cheating. I mean, and the fucking final fight scene. Roadblocks, surely, to make you. Wait, because the ending isn't. Because the ending doesn't make any sense. Like, how they get to those awesome fight scenes on the cliff, none of that makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense why why the the chief allows them to do the swap after he'd said. Like, I mean, all that stuff at the end that's so great. To get them there, they just had to do so much cheating in the writing and like 
things that didn't make any sense motivationally for the characters. I just, I don't know, it's frustrating because I really love the fight scene at the end. So is the end of the movie good? The end of the movie is good. Like what we're left with at the end is good. And it also ends on the best climax of the movie. It's just like that big fight scene happens and then it's fucking done. Yeah, so that's there's great. no other bullshit. A little but respect just, to being last of the Mohicans and a little nod that, that Cora and Nathaniel will be there. Though. It's like yeah. two minutes it's tops. So it's like we're done yeah, here. So that's great. It's just that 20 minutes of the boat when they when they run into that guy in the boat and he's just like, he just like he, he's not even surprised to see them. He's like, I'm going to kill you or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck's that guy doing there? And why would he say that? That's weird. Like all of his men just got butchered and he's screaming at fucking Hawkeye. Like yeah. that was weird. And Hawkeye, Hawkeye saved his woman. Yeah. And then even in the cave, he's mad at Hawkeye when they're in the cave. Yep. He calls he's like, him a he's coward. A coward. He's yeah. a coward. Blah blah blah. But then all of a sudden he's like, "I'm gonna sacrifice myself for Hawkeye, so that him and my woman could be together." What? Yeah, and I can burn sense. to death. The worst death, yeah. maybe. Right? <laughs> yeah. Burned at the stake. So I don't know. Fuck. But no I mean, one gets I, pissed that Hawkeye shoots that guy. Yeah, that was a little strange too. There would have someone would have heard a That's shot. That's what I'm saying. Like it just seems like the last twenty minutes up until the cliff is all like fucking bad. And then the cliff shit's all good, but just I the, the battle great. of it's good because the her jumping isn't good. Yeah, the guy running shit. in needlessly isn't good. Yeah, I'm feeding fuck. the fuel here. Now I've now I've went. I can be devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm on the fence. I mean, I watched this twice, and I I really enjoyed it both times. Though, like, fuck, how can I enjoy it so much? But it, I get so mad at like they're There's cheating. A ton of movies you, you know, can enjoy I, I, so hold up. yeah. Let me, let me give it. I, you I'm a, gonna just. Go, I'm, I'm leaning towards it doesn't hold up, I guess. Uh, it's still a great movie, beautiful. The music wow. is great. Watch this movie. Daniel Day-Lewis's performance along with everyone else's is amazing. But at the end of the day, the writing fucking falls at the end. And it and they, they don't... It, the movie doesn't end up making sense. So, like, that's not good. But, fuck, it is good, though. It's I mean, it's, like the it's movie a, doesn't make sense because of those things at the end? Uh, yeah, like nothing makes sense. How the how we get to the ending doesn't make any sense. They like just they just bad writing here and bad writing there just so we can get them to the cliff. And you could have like read that script and said this doesn't make a lot of sense. We could still get them on the cliff, but let's fucking rewrite all this shit because it doesn't mm. make any sense. Like how you get the major together with them in the boat could have been done better. Like them wanting to kill they should have just wanted to kill the major i don't fucking know like i don't know how you fix it but they could have they could have gone back and fixed it yeah me and john were talking about how there's two different writers on this and michael mann was one of them and i guarantee you based on michael mann's track record that all those decisions at the end were his in the writing well, all those bad decisions that didn't make any sense and the other writer wrote the first like hour and a half of this movie and then, yeah. then Michael Mann came in and changed the ending. Fucking well, did, guarantee you that's what happened. Did you hear? I just, you brought up Michael Mann like that. And I wanted to say, did you hear? He was doing at least 20 takes for every single setup for this movie. And it was taking so long and running them so far over budget that the studio hired somebody whose only job was to stand behind Michael Mann and say, that's enough, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wow. read all kinds of little mixed stories about that too. How they were shooting all night for those uh, war scenes for the attack on the fort, and at some point 
Michael Mann was like, who's, someone extinguished that orange light, what the fuck? And someone's like, that's the sun, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I am not a huge fan of this, this writer-director. So, like, this, in my opinion, for script-wise, is one of his best movies, I think. But I, I also think the fatal flaws he probably contributed too much to the writing. See the, the I was going to try and just make the comment before you went so far that now you can't go back on saying it doesn't hold up. <laughs> um, was to say that um, the reason that it might not ruin it for me is that because the flaws of the movie don't don't really have anything to do with the main characters. It's the secondary characters that I never really end up caring that much about who are the most disappointing in this movie. The major who we get a certain flair of for most of the movie, but he's generally an unlikable guy. So when he sacrifices himself to be killed at the end, no, it doesn't really make sense given everything that's happened up to that point. But I never really liked him. So I kind of just, I'm like, he's out of the picture now. We don't have to worry about him anymore. I don't feel, I feel kind of ambiguous about his death. I'm kind of happy that it got, it kept Cora alive. That's where my brain would go on that. And then the sister throwing herself off again. I, I'm not that invested in her. I think that's sad. I think the I think Uncas running in really quick is like sad and unfortunate. It makes me feel bad for him that if he had just waited, but uh, not not at a ruining the level movie uh, level for the movie for me because also the the rushing in and killing of Uncas sets it up so beautifully for you wanting um, Magua dead and the father like nukes him right after. They don't waste any time. They give you that icing. So, but how small would the rewrite have been for man, that to just I, make I some sense I, though? I, I like just, it just if. It just has to make sense. Like, fucking just make it make sense. Just go and rewrite it and make it make sense. It's all you have to do. I know. I don't understand. Like like I was saying like way before, the um, the fact that they were like editing this movie and shooting the waterfall scenes like maybe even days before the screening of this movie um, goes to show. Like that's right around where things start to go wrong. And then I get the sense that from the other cuts from the three-hour version that had to be made... Just certain storylines don't make sense because they were they were building towards something that you never get to see. So you get to see the initial glance through the woods of Uncas and Alice. Uncas and Alice, that should be a sitcom. Um, <laughs> I am happy that they kept it under two hours. And that's a huge plus for this movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it really like lends itself well to the nonstop nature of this movie. Um, you could have... Think about this. Like, think about this. You could have skipped over, like... All of that stuff that happened with, with them going to the Huron camp, you could have had them leave the waterfall, them jump out of the waterfall, those guys come grab them, and it all ends on the cliff when they're like when they're taking the girls away, and uh, boom. But 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 Madeline still would have had to have been with them. But yeah. then they could have come in and had that fight. You wouldn't have needed any of that Huron stuff with the well him, instead like of all that. And what's his name could have died? The major could have died on the cliff. I yeah. mean, I just fucking fixed it right there. Instead of the waterfall, like, Jesus instead of under the waterfall, <laughs> you just split them up into two groups. One group gets captured by the Mohawks, and the other group doesn't. And the one group well, yeah, that well, gets captured, they just is, jump out of the waterfall, and then they they come and they they kill them. They just yeah. come and kill them on the cliff, and then yeah. the the major gets killed in the battle. He tries to fight back. Yeah, with the Mohawks and he gets killed or whatever and there you go and you would have saved a ton of time and that, that whole stuff that didn't make any sense yeah the visiting the, of the village me, pick me pick me all that yeah. shit see it seems noble it, you can't when you're watching it if you're not thinking about it and you're experiencing it you, your brain wouldn't be able to process it till after but it seems noble at the time 
Well, Daniel Day-Lewis sacrificing himself makes sense. And that's sense. like even more noble, right? But you want true yeah, love to him. prevail. So when it does, you're you're like happy. And that that's what they were focusing on. But we like to tear things apart. And it could, it could have just felt so much more natural and better if they had given the major one more scene to either start coming around or give some kind of indication as to his character actually being a moral person. And he just got in over his head, which is why he lied blatantly before about the farm but no he lied and then he's like always trying to like he's against Hawkeye he like sees to it that he's arrested and he's like happy that he's so I don't know I just I hate the guy by the end of it and I don't I don't appreciate his sacrifice like I said I'm just like you're out of the way now anyway but all that's to say that it doesn't ruin the movie for me Um, and and, that's fair and and that's totally fair I'm just more picky about the writing stuff and it it blows it for me in the end but yeah that's just me I mean that's and you guys you it's a got great movie. My turn. My turn. It holds <laughs> oh, up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it holds up. I, no, it, that's totally And fine. then I end up like, because 90% of this movie, maybe 85% of this movie is awesome. And the action is like ridiculously good and ongoing and just like, oh, it's so well choreographed and done. I love it. I love every minute of it. This is a, a super intense movie that really puts you back in this time. Um, and does it from from a really great perspective because I always hate the movies where it's too much English versus French or colonial fighting where it's the lineup like in the Patriot like yeah the the scope and scale of some of the fights in the Patriot look massive and like they get the cannonballs right in the Patriot where they like bounce off the ground and roll and take out legs and maim where in this movie they explode but still that's the maybe the only one up for the Patriot over this movie um this would be the best in my opinion the best movie made of this of this time in this era this is hands down the best for the look the wardrobe the fighting the cinematography the music hands down like this anything else i've seen in this era of american history like this like beats all of it yeah for sure it's like patriots garbage compared to this i would i would think so yeah i would think the patriot wouldn't wouldn't i mean i've never liked that movie i think the Patriots like in closer to the 1800s is it not it's a very different movie but anyway. no I, I th- well it they might have be muskets and shit not quite cowboys yeah. yet um interesting interesting well I, like certainly this must be one of the movies I've seen like 40 times over the years like honestly it's just it's it, if it's on I will watch it because pretty much anywhere you turn this movie on there's something awesome happening on screen um, also, the fact that Brent's never seen it and Brent said he holds up is like pretty strong. Yep. Because he had never seen this, right, Brent? No, I'd never seen it, but it's fucking super enjoyable. Like John said. That's what like, I mean. That's you, a strong criticism to, to be honest, for the movie, critique for the to, movie. If I'm being honest, you're crazy about this and you're going to regret it just like my fucking fifth element shit. Oh. You're going you're gonna to think about this later and you're going to be like, those problems are just are just decisions that I don't agree with. The fifth element didn't have some, any problems. There is some work to... <laughs> no. <laughs> but there is problems, but they're not deal-breaker problems. The majority of this movie is great. And those problems exist, but they're not deal-breaker problems. And I know I needled you into saying don't hold up, and you're very brave for saying that. No, uh, I, 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 I don't think... it's When it comes to the writing, I can, I can let things slide... Definitely when, when, when movies, when. but in like the B C story, <laughs> in the B C story is where the problems are, not the A story. 
I disagree, yeah. though, because those things all lead into the A story. They, he's not going to get together with Madeline Stowe if she gets burnt on fire. And he and if they take him and burn him on fire, then he's not going to get to be with her either. So, like, all those things directly the, affect the, yeah, right. how we end up with them together. And they don't make sense. But that's fine. Like, it's just a, write, it's a big writing problem that I can't get over. That's, uh, but once again, this is, I've watched this movie twice. So like, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I'm saying it doesn't hold up because of the writing for me, just for me personally. Yeah. And I'm just saying you're wrong. Yeah. For you. Yeah, I know. But I, I, of course you say I'm wrong because you think it holds up. <laughs> he said, he said you're wrong for you. No, it's good. <laughs> it's, I just have a, a different things are more those things are more important to me than the other stuff I think that's the problem yeah that's all I'll let I'll let that stuff go for a good magua drubbing again yeah well I'll watch him like fucking kill that guy when magua cuts out Colonel Monroe's heart Monroe sees him do it sees him like cut it out and lift it up and stand up above him before he he would bleed out that's like yeah, he so well, no, he doesn't have a heart. I don't know if he could see him w- without a heart in his chest. Yeah, you your there brain, would be a, a number of seconds going. before you expired where probably. I guess the blood still would be somewhat flowing through your body. Well, we need from a doctor the to original comment on pumping. That. Yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah. If your brain has charge, you see things with your eyeballs for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. you, you, they say that you see stuff still when you lose your head. Here's the deal, though. If he didn't say that stuff and he just did it, that would have been a million times better. Because he like fucking yep. said, I'm going to cut his heart out. And then he said, I'm going to cut his heart out again. And then when he cuts his heart out, it's just like, yeah, I knew he was going to do that because he fucking told me twice. But he also yeah, says he's going to wipe out is. their seed forever. <clears throat> he says that yeah. multiple times too. And then he chooses not to do that, which is another just also makes no another sense. disappointment for sure around his character. They needed to simplify his character. Yeah, um, definitely. Back to the shadows in the first scene we meet him where he's just standing in the back of the room listening to a, a general give out orders and he's like, you there, what's your name, Magua? And Magua is here. Like, and then he's yeah, right Magua there. had way too much dialogue. How did Magua get in the room with the top brass with no one knowing who the fuck he is? He was just a random uh, indigenous guy that they were like, you, we need one in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Come stand back yeah. in the corner in the shadows. Yeah, was he not vetted? Like, that's a fucking problem for me, too, actually, that I thought about so, when we were watching That's a huge this. security risk, yeah. It's a huge security risk. It places me in this position to be like, why the fuck's he in that room unless he's been fighting with this guy, yep. right? Because that's Listening the kind of guy that would be in that plans. room, the kind of guy that you've been fighting with or that you've been working with. Right. He's listening to all their plans and strategies just standing in the back of the room. Yeah, he understands. It's a weird it's a weird little thing. I mean, it's interesting that he comes out when he's needed, but uh, uh, it just seems strange. We're all like, where the fuck did he come from? Yeah. (laughs) I am here understanding English. Very good. That's West Studi. He's he's. You know what? Like he's so menacing as Magua and you like he does. He handles all the action really well. And he does a great job. No, no actor would like want less screen time. But unfortunately, just for his character in this movie, if they had to cut some of his stuff back, it would have given more punch to him at the end. I mean, there's, then there's rewrite so his many, stuff there, so he had his follow through as well. But but whatever. There's also there's also so many good aspects about this movie. Just like you could watch this movie with the sound down. It's a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, like it looks Except great. For the nighttime and the waterfall. 
Yeah. yeah. There was a, yeah, but those few little moments, but like the music is, it enhances everything that you're seeing and stuff too. It's, yeah, it's well put together. Like Michael, that's the thing with Michael Mann. There's so many guys out there, uh, directors out there that are like Michael Mann that are good directors, but bad writers. Michael Mann's one of those guys. He's a very, very good filmmaker. He's very good visual director. His action. He's great at action. Yeah. But he has he's a terrible writer. <laughs> like and like Nolan. whether it's whether it's Miami Vice or like a bunch of heat, <laughs> big chunks of heat. Yeah, big chunks of heat. Like like just like just parts of heat are so badly written and like all that stuff with She's Val got a his fucking ass. wife. Well, I mean, that's, I think Pacino that's probably out. improvised that yeah, stuff. I think out. that was all improvised. But he's a very good director. Like, if if somebody said that that Michael Mann would direct one of my movies, but he would not have any input in the writing, I would fucking 100% take that. Yeah. Like, why not? He's a good director. Yeah. He's got some skills. This movie shows it's really credit beautiful. Credit is due. Yeah, it it's is. Really it's, beautiful. It's great. Well done. One other funny maybe scene that we I think we commented on at the time was uh, uh, after they've um, been going through the woods and up the waterfall with the two sisters and and uh, the major after they rescue them initially. There's a scene where they're hiding out in a, a burial ground, and the, oh, yeah. the attacking force won't won't press forward. There's the whole like they're just having a chat talking about you know life and and all all the good things about it and then it's like super serious moment cocking of muskets crawling up right getting ready to fight and then all of a sudden everything backs off and like by the time hawkeye has his rifle uncooked madeline stowe's like so the stars are pretty tonight do 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 it's like <laughs> probably would have been a bit more tense like i need to catch my breath because we were almost like if we had have been ambushed there that would not have been a fight that lasted long if I could have cut some stuff out of this movie, I would have cut some of that out. That scene between him and her gets a little bit long and is a, becomes a little silly. I think you could have shortened that up and it would have been even better. Mm. But I mean, most of the stuff between him and her works. I'm just saying there's just a little bit less is more and that scene was a little too long. But other than that, their relationship and stuff works really well. Especially when they bone. Yeah, I mean, we could have seen a little bit more of that. You could have, you could town, a, eh? It was you could have got a little graphic. I feel like man kind of held back there. We we wondered actually out loud during this movie, like people who lived in that time, um, like the ladies the and all the layers they had to wear, <laughs> and then the dudes who like live in the woods and hunt deer and like don't have changes of clothes. So like, what's hygiene at this time going on? Like, and oh, yeah. is sex you a desirable so thing, or is it something you suffer through to make babies? Do they have foreskins or not? What's going on there? Yeah, getting, it must be like get, a cottage oh, yeah. cheese. Do they factory, keep them surely? clean? Right, like what's like? There's getting, no training. Getting, getting they dirt use pine and, cones in the fucking uh, <laughs> Jesus. Getting like dirt and grass and stuff in your vagina and your ass would be like a common. What do you problem. think they're doing? Running ass down on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I slipped How again. The fuck are they collecting leaves and twigs. And you're, just, you're just rolling <laughs> around in. The, you're just rolling around in the leaves in the dirt and and then you're like, fuck! I got a bunch of fucking grass and dirt. Oh, I got ass. you during during the moment. You're saying I got you. Yeah, during sex. It would because like like they they like just <laughs> did it behind a shack. <laughs> just on the most twiggiest and, and leafiest place where everything's poking upwards into vaginas. Well, dirt, just just dirt alone. There's a lot of, you'd be dirty a lot. Yeah, you I believe, I believe you would be dirty in or, like long periods anything. of time where all the sweat and stench of your body ends up in your crotch area. So then it's going to be like, let's go make love. <laughs> I'd be like, no, 
Let's maybe dump yeah, let's at least to, dump a bucket of water over my head first. No one ever, no one bathes in this movie. You ever re- let's find a waterfall or something. Or something. A lake I think we can, can like agree. No up. oral in the frontiers. I would say in not. The frontier land, right? Yeah, definitely not. not. Unless you had and a no machete to trim back the hedges, you know. And I mean, and no ass to mouth for sure. No <laughs> for ass sure, to mouth. no ass to mouth. No, 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 you can't do that. No, no, not frontier times. At least not more That's than once. Probably a week. limited anal. You don't even have like good lube back here. It's just no. spit, tears, and blood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're dried graphic. up and spit, you just cut your arm a little bit and use some blood. There you go. That's got to be fucking safe. What wow. the fuck? <laughs> tears. What would Brett say? Spit, tears, and blood. <laughs> we, we, we have entered an interesting realm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Seriously. I mean, guys are like, keep going. If we're going to write some short stories in the colonial <laughs> times, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just the most boring erotic novels ever. The Bushman. And then John Snellif. lifted up her 17th <laughs> layer of skirt. Yeah. Yes. This would be bad. He was forcing himself on her, but her robes were too thick. Seven layers was too much for this evening. <laughs> yeah, no. He decided we, to give up the, and drink ale. Yeah. Yeah, this is the place to end it right here. There you go. Okay. <laughs> oh. We got to end on a high note, baby. Nice. Yeah. So uh, uh, two to one for this All one, right. but I think this has got to be like the best non-hold-up movie for Colin. If he had like a top of his non-hold-up, does not hold up oh, list, yeah. this might be like way up there. Uh, rush hour probably. Yeah, right oh, yeah. up there too. Super enjoyable. But for the other remaining more handsome guys, it does hold up. And <laughs> the, this movie is the bomb. If you like war movies and you guys and do action, look good tonight, and you like tomahawks and muskets and people getting shot and stabbed and fucked up and fucked, all that good shit happens in this movie. There's canoes, canoes, multiple canoe scenes. Can you believe it? Can you canoe? Get in there. Get in there. Guys with French accents. British guys with Scottish accents. It's fucking lit. There you go. Thanks for listening, everybody. It was nice to have you. We uh, (laughs) love you. We love you so much. All right. Enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.